Vampires of the Paper Flower Consortium, Episode 26. No More Hot Girl Summers. Recording by Loretta Fabron-Foy, formerly Lady of the Kingdom of France, current historian and librarian of the Paper Flower Consortium. My beloved initiates and other listeners, Mondu, why must young vampires act so irresponsibly? This has been a dangerous summer. The weather has been so hot that people are making bad decisions to beat the heat. These happenings this week remind me why there are not more vampires in the world. I teach these lessons so you do not make these types of mistakes. And I believe I was clear. If you wish to become a vampire, there can be no more sun. The sun kills vampires. The sun kills vampires in bikinis even faster. If you love the beach, you need to decide if you want to be a vampire. Because being a vampire means no more days on the beach. You must go to the beach at night. Unfortunately, one of our young vampires decided if Norma can be what they call, quote, a daywalker, then so can she. Yes, there has been times, historically, we have been forced to be in the sun. But we wore many, many layers. And yes, Norma is out during the day. However, she is primarily in the back of her van. Her associate, Carlos, drives. And to protect herself from the sun, Norma wears a floppy hat a hundred SPF sunscreen, sunblocking glasses, and she reapplies her sunscreen every 30 minutes or if she gets it all wet. As for clothing, she wears a long sleeve loose blouse over a long sleeve shirt and jeans. She wears wool socks and sneakers. She covers her hands with gloves. And she only goes out in short increments. It is her associate, Carlos, who goes out if they need to be outside longer than 30 minutes. In order I do not embarrass the young vampire further, I changed her name for this story. Because, you see, Leela was my student, so she knew the sun could kill. And she also knew that it was hard to kill a vampire. Because the weather is generally 10 degrees cooler on the coast, and she loves the beach, she thought she would spend the day at a beach. After all, there would be a marine layer in the morning, and the drive home is primarily to the east, so she believed she would be safe. However, she did not tell anyone where she was going, because she didn't want to hear the lecture that she knew someone would give her. Now, to be clear, Leela began the day covered in sunscreen. And she wore a cover-up over her bikini at first. 
She also had a hat. However, she did not cover her thick black curls in sunscreen. And she missed another place, too. Because she was wearing sandals, she missed underneath one of the straps. And this would ultimately be her downfall. Now, Leela found a quiet spot and spread out her beach towel. She also put up her beach umbrella. And she kicked off her sandals and dug her toes into the cold, wet, granular sand. And all was right in the world for a little while. She simply enjoyed the sound of the ocean and the cool summer breeze. But suddenly, a gust came off the water and Leela's umbrella went flying. And Leela raced after it. She felt a sharp burn across her foot. And she looked down and saw that the skin was sizzling where she missed placing the sunscreen. She cried out and grabbed her toe and hopped after her umbrella. Not exactly watching where she was going, she stepped on a loose log and it rolled. And the log trapped her leg underneath it. She started to sweat blood and sunscreen began running off. Thankfully, her vampire strength allowed her to quickly dig around the log, freeing her foot, though she did bring away a thousand splinters which pierced the skin. Now, she was hopping and limping after her umbrella. She thankfully did catch up to it further down on the beach, Legs throbbing, Leela hurried back up towards the safety of her car, holding her umbrella and trying to get her beach towel when an errant volleyball knocked off her long, floppy straw hat. Now her scalp began to itch, and tiny pinpricks erupted on her scalp as her hair scorched. She grabbed her hat, but her scorched curls were burning the skin on her scalp and her face and her neck. And heat blistered and swelled and cracked open and exposed the raw skin underneath. And of course, that layer of skin had no protection at all from the sun. An acrid smoke rose, filling her nostrils with a foul odor of her own burnt flesh. And the man who lost his volleyball, ran over and apologized. But Leela had already started limping away because she needed to get inside now. She was injured. And she hoped he did not notice her burns or smoking skin. But if he did, he did not say anything. Now she gathered up her thing. She had her beach bag and her umbrella and all this rubbed on her shoulders. She limped across the hot pavement scorched foot still burning. And by the time she made it back to her car, a line of raw inflamed skin broke out into pustules which became infected by the dirt and sand. Hands shaking, she got her key into the door. In agony, she put her key in the ignition. She pulled out and turned her car to the east and began to drive home. Now, Leela made it a few miles, but cars are metal and often have shining surfaces, and some reflected the sun back into her car. 
In a few miles, she was in so much pain that she had to stop and vomit on the side of the road. Thankfully, then she felt less nauseous, and so she got back into her car, found a cool spot to wait out the day, and then drove back to the coven when the sun was lower in the west. Once in the coven, Leela gingerly stepped into the hallway and climbed the steps to her unit. I shall not say who suffered with her, because that would also claim her identity. But she did not want to face her family when she made a stupid mistake. Besides, it's not like she had her own enthralled human to feed her. So she figured she would just lay down in her room. However, she was seen by one of her coven sisters. And Tabitha, who of course has had her own misadventures, took one look at her cracked lips inflamed and peeling skin and singed hair, which at that point was no more than fuzz against her blistered scalp. And Tabitha gallantly picked her up and took her into a dark room. But Leela's eyes were so blurry she could not focus on her sister. And Tabitha instructed her to remain calm and that an elder would be in shortly. And Agatha came in tutted a bit at the burns, and gave Leela a pint of blood from the blood bank. Leela went to sleep and began to heal. She was able to remain in her own rooms, but Agatha checked on her each day. Now, Leela is a young vampire, and I realize the heat makes people do ill-advised things, and I regret I have less sympathy than I should, but... As of late, well, the heat has made us all ill-tempered, I suppose. And now we are dealing with the smoke. Perhaps my bad temper is because I heard Leela's progenitor scream as they burned with Leela. And Agatha had tended to them as best as she could. No one knew where Leela was, and we sought her out. Charles found her easily in the bloodline. And then, of course, we knew where she was, but hours away from Seattle. There was no one to help her, no one to call. She had to save herself in the manner which she did. So please, no more hot girl summers. I know our apartments can get stuffy in the August heat. Please consider investing in a small air conditioning unit for your coffin room at least. And if you must go outside to beat the heat, perhaps you should try spelunking or deep water diving. Tonight's episode was sponsored by Paper Flower Credit Union, established in 1918. For those vampires and ancient gods who may have enjoyed a recent torpor, you may remember them as the Paper Flower Savings Fund, established in 1871. As a member-owned, not-for-profit credit union, We are committed to our members' prosperous financial well-being. We offer excellent interest in our savings accounts and CDs not seen for decades. We also offer flexible extended-term mortgages with low annual APR for vampires of every budget. Because we take the long view. I am so annoyed at young vampires. I do not feel like answering questions. But next month, I shall be telling the story of our visiting friend, Liam Hemlock, and the dangers he encountered in Seattle.
through no fault of his own. As soon as I have a bit more details. Have a good day and sleep the sleep of the dead. The Paper Flower Consortium podcast was written and performed by Elizabeth Gazzetti. You can learn more about her work, including the work featuring vampires in the same universe, by going to elizabethgazzetti.com. If you have a question for Lady Loretta, please click the Ask Lady Loretta button or email her at info at paperflowerconsortium.com. If you love this podcast, please like this episode and consider donating either one time or through the Patreon. The amazing intro and outro music was written by Evan Witt, and you can learn more about his music at www.wittynotes.com. Thank you for listening.